From Hollywood to you. Thank you for listening to us. Ryan Seacrest. Seacrest. We're on air, on air, on air with Ryan Seacrest. Good Monday morning. The Rams are in the Super Bowl. They beat the Niners 2017. What a finish. Wow. Um, I actually I, I got tearful. I was so excited about it. We'll uh, play the Cincinnati Bengals in Super Bowl 56. Uh, let's see. Partly sunny today if you're getting ready to head out later this morning. Highs going to be in the upper 60s, so low, a tick cooler. Uh, we have an all-new Ryan's Roses for you. Now, here's the deal. So he goes and he visits his sister. But the length of the stay doesn't match up. So it's kind of like a an investigation, right? Uh, we got to okay. sleuth this a little bit. So, Patty, does it seem like it was a fast week or a long week since we publicly made the announcement that you're going to go pursue world domination? It was a very emotional week. Still hard to process, but excited. So, as a week ago today, we made that announcement for 17 years that Patty's going to move and go do other things. And last day for Patty here on the show, February 18th. So, over the we're thinking over the next couple weeks, we'll look back on some of our favorite Patty moments from the show. If you have any yourself that stand out to you, 1-800-520-1027 at KISS FM. So this is one that, uh, it may be the oldest clip we can find, Patty. Patty, when you were an intern. So you joined the morning show in 05, That's and right. the clip is from 08, 08 oh era. Gosh. One of the first appearances on air, and in it, Patty is sharing with Ellen Kay and I the details of her shoe collection. You may remember this. Oh, God, no. <laughs> this is cringe. <laughs> uh, pretty much everything after a day, like, if you go back and listen to anything, if you're in my shoes, it's cringe, right? If I listen to Friday show or two Fridays ago, it's like, oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> Patty, come on. This is now vintage. I don't spend money in anything else but shoes. Like my closet, I have Louboutins, Prada's, Manolo Blahniks, Alexander McQueen's. I don't know. I just love You're shoes. You're clearly overpaid. And I only wear them like once, and then I keep them, and I don't ever wear them again because they're so beautiful. <laughs> oh, that is a sickness. Wait. That, that, <laughs> see, I like to wear the shoes when I buy the Wait. shoes. I, I can't Wait. wear five-inch heels to work. I'll fall. Wear... What, weren't you just interning? How'd you have all those kinds of brand name shoes? It was the stupidest thing. I would spend my money on that. It was just so. But you were very excited to tell us. <laughs> I know how cringe. Like uh. I don't recommend anyone doing that at that age. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, and I uh. wish someone was telling me, Patty, like you know, put your money away somewhere else, not there. And I lost them all in the fire. All those shoes. Well. Wow. Unfortunately, the universe has strange ways, right? Yeah, really strange ways. All right, Patsy. That's one of 1,000 moments uh. we've got coming in the next couple of weeks, so get ready. <laughs> All right, this is your morning hack, and then we got a positive quote of the day. So here's the deal. The first things people notice about you are your smile and your eyes. Fact. If your eyes are this color and you're single, make sure they're featured on your dating app profile. What color are your eyes, Disney Brown, right? Yeah, they're like a light brown, like uh, like a honey color. 
Honey was not going to be my guess. Uh-huh, honey. Like yeah. a Manuka honey jar uh-huh. color? Thick. Mm-hmm. Patty, what color are yours? Oh, technically. Dark, dark, dark brown. Like espresso bean? Like really dark. You can't tell the difference between like the pupil, the middle, the pupil and the outer the ring. Yeah. And Tanya, what are yours exactly? Technically, uh, They're yellow and blue. Ooh. Do they change? No, it's like yellow on the inside and blue on the outside. So what do you say mine are? Hazel? No, you're green. 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 Green, green hazel. Hazel? <laughs> yours are green. <laughs> Very no, much. No, but you green. have are a you hint. Okay? You, have a, you have a hint of you little brown. color hazel is? Hazel is like green, blue, like, brown all mixed together. Hazel is green. Yeah. Oh, are what? you okay? <laughs> Wait, that is breaking news to me. Why is it? If you hazel green, green. Look, up defi- look up definition. What color I thought hazel green. was like caramel. I thought hazel is like a mixture of blue, green and brown. And then green is that's green. what I thought. Hazel was blue, green, brown. <laughs> well, yeah, which is greenish brown, right? Which I think is different you, than right? just green. Well, what, Yours what does green. it say? I'm actually, what? <laughs> Just tell me. I can't. I don't have time to walk over there to your laptop. <laughs> He's like, look at this. Okay. Hazel eyes are due to a combination of Rayleigh scattered and a moderate amount of melanin in the iris. Is your border? Hazel eyes often appear to shift in color from brown to green, from green to brown. All right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you have. have- well, whatever. No, it doesn't matter what I have. I just, I thought I, I put hazel on my license. So, yeah, I think you have hazel eyes. I, I, I actually, you correct. know what? You have hazel eyes. Right now, so they look really green because you're wearing a green sweater. Take back your laugh. Take back your laugh, both yeah, of you. Suck it right back. <laughs> delete, delete, laugh. Look, his eyes right now, they're green. Because like, I'm wearing a turquoise no. sweater. They're <laughs> changing. They go green, they'll go brown if I were like a brown sweater. Did you just and I know that? this because you you share Michael's no. color eyes. <laughs> you I googled that? you. I googled you, and I'm looking at images to see how, how your eyes way change. Too close. That's too close for comfort. It's fine. Those are brown. <laughs> they do change. They wow. Them. You know your eyes. We should trust you more. Well, <laughs> I just want to get to. I didn't even realize when I said what I was going to tell you. Because I didn't really look down to see what the what the answer was, but uh, the most attractive eye colors are hazel brown mm-hmm. for oh, a woman. That's why. He, oh, oh, for woman. Okay. And men, blue. Hmm. All right. Today's quote: A heart is a muscle, and muscles grow back stronger after they're torn. We all know. Oof. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Let's get to the Monday headlines. Sissy, what do you have? Well, we can't wait to see Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Dr. Dre, and many, many more in that halftime show at the big game. And we will. And the Rams will be there. They beat the 49ers last night at SoFi Stadium after a six-game losing streak against them. They advance to the Super Bowl. Each player, uh, of course, is going to earn money at the big game. The winning team will earn $150,000, while each player on the losing team will earn $75,000. Super Bowl 56 is February 13th at SoFi Stadium. It's the Rams versus the Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bengals. Chelsea Christ, the 2019 winner of the Miss USA pageant and a correspondent for the entertainment news program Extra, 
has died at age 30. Police said Christ jumped from a Manhattan apartment and was pronounced dead at the scene yesterday morning. She left a note saying that she was leaving everything to her mother, but she did not leave a motive as to why she took her own life. Jack Sweeney, a 19-year-old from Florida, rejected a $5,000 offer from Elon Musk to delete his Twitter account that tracks the billionaire's private jet. Elon Jet has over 150,000 followers and uses a bot that Jack Sweeney developed to monitor Elon Musk's flights. The feed then tweets out when and where the plane takes off or lands and the duration of each trip. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Uh, you know Patty, you know Tanya, you know Sissini, you know Tubbs, you, you know Mark. Kinda. Well, you hear that everyone. If you listen, everyone's. I mean, sometimes. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't, you don't. If you do, you do. And then you know, Erica. If you don't, you don't. And if you do, you do. But she is. What's your technical role, name, title, uh, job title? Producer. Oh well. Just, we got know, so specific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you may speak to Erica when you call in. She's been a part of the show for a long time, and she loves to come on the air when there's a conundrum oh yeah sure <laughs> so what is the query what's what's going on uh well this time it's way less fun than a dating conundrum but this time i have covid and mm. i'm trying to figure out when i'm free to leave my house because i'm on day nine now but i still as of two days ago was testing positive on antigen tests and so i don't know when i'm oh, actually so you not rolled, so your five kept going because you didn't get a negative test yeah, I tested on the sixth day, and I was still positive. And I was like, oh, I'm sure. So you have to go five more? So then well, I'm supposed to go yeah. five more, right? But then I'm like, if I'm still testing positive on these antigen tests at day 10, am I good to go? No. Interesting. I would think no. I would think you can't leave until it's negative. But then oh, if yeah. you like read the CDC stuff, it's like, meh, 10 days. So I'm so confused. I literally well, no, am like, meh, 10 days to- with a negative test. You're, you're supposed to, meh. Ten days, but you, I think this was having. I, I, I but I know the that. But I know that some people could test positive for months, like that, especially on a PCR. Yeah. Yes, PCR. They're like, don't even take it because you're just probably going to come back positive. But the antigen is where it's really confusing, and I'm like, can someone so, help me? Because I'm, I really want to leave. <laughs> well, you sound congested. Oh yeah, I don't do sound feel? great. <laughs> I feel a lot better. I felt awful yeah. for three days. So the question um, is, if it continues yeah. to roll on. What are you supposed to do, right? If it, right. if you continue to get a positive, so I'm not going to answer this because I have n- no credibility. Yeah. But sure. if anybody in the medical world is listening and you <laughs> can call. prove your credibility, please call. We'd like to actually find a solution, and we do have, believe it or not, doctors listen. It's so some, confusing. Some. It's so confusing because everyone's journey is different. So I tested negative on an antigen, like the at-home test on day five and then by day nine i was negative pcr Mm. and so it's just and then you hear some people like in erica's case where it's just still positive and it's like why what what about people go for like you said weeks and weeks at a time yeah yeah dr vic how are you Mm. i'm good how are you ryan dr vic i'm doing well can you please prove authenticate that you are a real doctor Uh, prove uh, that may be difficult. Um, well, what, I am a board certified family doctor. <clears throat> I am a, 
uh, fellowship trained sports medicine physician and an owner of an urgent care. Okay. So I think I'm pretty pretty qualified. We'll we'll probably be able to tell by your answers. Uh, but thanks for coming on with us, Dr. Vic. We appreciate it. We do have a real serious question here, and there seems to be confusion. If one tests positive for the new variant, Omicron, of COVID, and they isolate five days, and on day six they test positive, does the five-day isolation roll over and start again? No. No. So ultimately what it boils down to, Ryan, is you have to determine if individuals are vaccinated or not, first and foremost, because the guidelines would be different for each of those individuals. So if an individual is vaccinated and they test positive, it would really depend on whether or not they were either exposed or if they actually have symptoms. They have symptoms and they test positive. The guidelines right now indicate that you should uh, quarantine for five days and then you can return back if you're vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you can return back to work and wear a mask for another 10 days, I'm sorry, pardon me, five more days. If you are unvaccinated and you come in contact with somebody, the guidelines have actually changed for that too. And they just require that you, if you don't have any symptoms, you just wear a mask for 10 days. Okay, so it does, because I think our naivety was saying, oh, you test positive, you got to roll five more days, five more days, but not the case if you're vaccinated. No, so what the the issue with that is, Ryan, is that individuals can actually have a positive test, regardless of exposure or symptoms, um, after they test positive for up to a few, the guidelines actually indicate that you can have it for up to 12 weeks. So you may have been exposed, had symptoms, tested positive, and then passed your infection, but ultimately continue to test positive for up to three months or 12 weeks. And and what what are we seeing now in terms of best information on when one thinks they're exposed and when one's test reads positive? How many days in between? Typically, the guidelines would, would say that you are most infective one to two days prior to exposure or prior to contracting. So once you've been exposed um, and you actually have the infection, you're most transmissible one to two days prior to that and two to three days after that. And that's really why the uh, guidelines would support a five-day quarantine versus a continued 10-day quarantine. Okay, we got one more question here before we let you run, Dr. Vick. Sissini, go ahead. Dr. Vick, so um, my son... Uh, got COVID from school and I recently had COVID weeks ago. Um, So can I isolate and quarantine with him? Is that like, can I get it again that quickly or am I safe? So to speak. In theory, you should be safe. And the reason I say that is because once you clear the infection, your body has a ramped up immunity and that Mm -hmm. ramped up immunity should be protective Um, from any future uh, infections until that immunity wanes, which we know through research does. Um, The only way that you could possibly get infected again would be with a different variant. For instance, if you contracted Delta variant initially, past that, and Mm. then ultimately sun gets Omicron, Omicron, in theory, could reinfect you and you can come down with uh, symptoms again. But the likelihood of that occurring is very low, as research has shown that 
even the Delta immunity continues to protect you against further infections. Interesting. Well, thank Dr. you. Dr. Vic, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, he proved it. He's a real, he's a real Dr. Vic. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ryan. Have a great Thanks, day, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. So, Erica, what does that mean for you? Party time. I think it no, means I'm free. You're right? supposed to wear a mask, but you're good. Yeah, but after like day 10, have test a again. nice life. <laughs> no, no, test again. You test again. I know, but he said I'm going to keep testing oh, you said, I heard it. I heard it. Back <laughs> off your Zoom lens. I heard it right there. Um, okay, but I could still test positive, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm contagious anymore. Right. Right. So right. you're good to go with your mask now. So I could go party now. No, I wouldn't take it to the extreme. You're still, I still hear sickness. What I would do is I would, yeah, I mean, go, go, go to the grocery store if you need to, but put your mask on. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, good good news for you. You're welcome. Great. (laughs) Thanks for coming on. I hope you continue to feel okay though. Seriously. Thanks guys. I'm good. Thanks. Bye Erica. Oh man. Every time she's usually on, she's talking about hinge or something. Right. Dating I'm ready for hinge hinge questions or hinge stories. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. One oh two point seven. Kiss FM. It's time for Ryan's Roses. So we got Denise and Almonte here. And let me break it down. Denise says her husband went to visit her sister up north. He said she wasn't feeling well. So um She says, I asked about it, and it turns out he was only there for like two hours. So she talked. So, Denise, you talked to his sister about the trip, huh? Yeah. um, You know, he said, you know, he's going to visit her up north. You know, and he told me that, you know, she was feeling down in the dumps. Um, So maybe like by saying that I wouldn't ask her about her outlet it you know like kind of you know like don't bother it, her like, with this yeah. don't 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 yeah. reach out and say oh i hope you feel better because it could have been something more personal exactly okay. but the thing is like i'm close to his sister you know so well, then he's playing with fire by telling you that and then thinking you're not going to call her exactly you know like i i care about her too you know if i hear like that she's down in the dumps and something's wrong like i'm going to be concerned so Denise, um, so i understand this your husband did visit her, but just not for long? Oh, yeah. So, like, when I said, you know, like, hey, how are you? Like, how'd it go? Um, and she's like, oh, you know, it was so nice to see him. She's like, I just wish it was longer. Um, so I kind of, like, you know, pressed her um, for, you know, like, well, how long was he there? And she's like, you know, he just kind of came down for lunch. Um, you know, we had, like, a nice lunch for a couple of hours and just talked, and that was it. But then he was gone the entire weekend. Where was he for these unrecorded times? No, he said, like, the way he makes it sound, like when he told me, he said he was with her the entire weekend. But that's All not right, So we have a was, gap so... in the story. He was with her, yeah. but not the entire weekend. And we needed to know where he went, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. We're into Ryan's Roses. We are making the phone call now to Denise's husband. Uh, he went to visit his sister for two hours up north. But he was gone for an entire weekend. So mm-hmm. Denise calls yeah. his sister and she says, no, he was only here for two hours to see me. So where was he the rest of the weekend? That's what you want to know. Denise, we are going to call your husband now. Be very quiet. We're going to offer him some roses and see what we can find out, okay? Okay. I need you to say, Ryan, you have my permission to call. And then your husband's name on KISS FM. Go ahead. 
Ryan, you have my permission to call my husband. Got it. Be very quiet until we tell him he's on the air. Here we go. Good luck. Hello? Hi, I'm looking for Simon. Uh, yeah, this is Simon. Hi, Simon. My name is Vicky. I'm calling from V's Flowers. How are you doing this morning? Uh, I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. So we actually service the El Monte and surrounding areas of Los Angeles, and we're offering local residents right now a promotion. It's a free dozen red roses that you can send to anybody that you'd like. They are absolutely free. I don't need any billing info or credit card info or anything like that from you. Um, we just hope that you refer us to friends and family if you like our arrangements and then return as a paying customer someday. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Okay, so I just need the name of the person you want to send them to. Uh, Denise, my wife. All right. And then what would you like to put on the card? Um, let's keep it sweet. I love you. I love you. Um, okay. Simon, it's Ryan Seacrest. Your voice is being broadcast on the radio, and I need you to know that. And we have your wife, Denise, on the phone. What a sweet message to send with the roses. Well done. Uh-huh. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much. Denise, how did that make you feel? Did that make you feel good? I mean, yeah, he's sending me flowers and that he loves me. So, of course, like, you know, <laughs> that makes me feel, like, yeah. really warm fuzzy on the inside. So, Simon, can I just tell you why we are here? Your wife reached out to us. She told us that your sister was not feeling great or was going through a moment, uh -huh. and you went to go visit her up north right and mm -hmm. how's your sister doing okay yeah yeah yeah. much better yeah mm -hmm. that's great uh and how much time did you end up spending with her uh i, I mean i spent the whole, the whole the whole weekend with her yeah you did mm -hmm. great well that's all we were calling about and it, it's really it's fantastic i have a sister it's fantastic that you are there for your sister in a difficult uh -huh. time Mm hmm Yeah. Um, okay. Um, yeah. So I, I, I did go see my sister, you know, I, I went and made sure she was okay and she is, but I also, uh, I got a call from my buddies, uh, saying that they, they wanted to go on a ski trip and I, uh, I went, I thought, you know, I, didn't have a chance to do this stuff normally, so I uh, I went on a ski trip as well. And why then, Simon, did you lie to your wife about it? Seems sketchy, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I know I I know how it sounds, and it has. It, it's just because you know we we do so much stuff together, right? And like it's it's wonderful and it's awesome, but I always wanted to like go out and, and do other stuff and i would ask and and then you know she would say something like oh we can't really do that because we have this commitment or oh you know probably this isn't the best time and, and it always just felt like like i couldn't go out and do my own thing so it just i took the opportunity to go when she wasn't there
because but, 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 I just but, wanted but, to have a chance. Simon, I don't even know if I believe you. I'm just saying, like, if you're in a relationship where you're sneaking off to go skiing with your buddies and then you don't tell your wife about it and you just say to her yeah. again in this moment you were with your sister who wasn't feeling well, it's bad, bro. Whether you're yeah, cheating, which she thought you were or not, this is not the way it should be. Do you get it? No, I, I, I do get it. But but also, you know, like if I have my friends are saying like, hey, we invite you out to all these things all the time. And I'm always saying no, like that kind of puts a lot of pressure on me in, in that in okay, that way. Too, you know, on, like, Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't need to hear any more of that. Denise, what's going through your mind? I mean, here's the thing, like. <laughs> You know, so a lot of his friends, like, I mean, I love his friends. He has great friends, um, you know, and I want him to be able to spend time with them. But the thing is, like, you know, we're newlyweds. Most of his friends are single. So, like, I just don't think they kind of understand, you know, that, you know, we have things planned. And, I, you know, I want to spend time with my husband. You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm selfish. Like, I mean, that sounds terrible. Um, but he's my husband, and I love him, and I love spending time with him. Um you know, I wish he would be a little bit more honest with me, especially about this. Like, if it really was a big deal, if it was that important to him, like, I wish we could have had, like, a more honest conversation, like, rather than him, um, like, lying about it. Uh, you know, I don't like to ski. I always feel like that's just such a dangerous sport. You hear all these stories. And really, you know, like, I'm But not that doesn't even matter. Uh, yes, yes, yes. But the point is, your husband made up a story to go do whatever it was he was going to do. Lie. And he and he did it again just a second ago on the phone. So we're going to let you guys – it's all out in the open. Denise, Simon, you need to address it together and decide what your path is. But thank you very much for coming on, Denise. Thank you for reaching out, okay? Good luck. So Denise reaches out and says, I found out that my husband, who was gone for an entire weekend, who said he was going to see his sick sister for the whole weekend up north – was only with her two hours because I called his sister. I mean, this, Simon, wouldn't he think that she might call to say, I hope you feel better? You know, he wasn't really thinking it through. So then he admits to us that, okay, I did see her for two hours, but my buddies really wanted me to go skiing, and I felt the pressure of that, so I went with them on a ski trip, and I didn't tell my wife, and I still lied about it when I got home. Mm -hmm. Horrible. Even if we don't even know if that's what happened, but let's assume that's what happened why can't he just say hey my friends want me to hang out on a ski weekend i mean that seems like something you could there's you bigger have issues to in that relationship already you know if you're lying about stuff like that plus that's so dangerous a ski trip and not letting your loved ones know where you are like if something went wrong they would have sure. no idea do girlfriends pressure girlfriends as much as guys pressure guys to go do guys weekends i don't have friends that pressure me like that but maybe others do yeah I'm, i wouldn't say it's like pressure but i think you know when you're in that phase of life where you have you know you're all single and then if you start breaking off into relationships they still want to do the girls trips and you're you know what i mean in a different phase i just I, I, I've never been a guy's trip guy. <laughs> like, right? I've never been like, hey, let's just go guys for several nights and be with guys. Right. It's just not for me. And Michael Tom, do you do like that a stuff guys either. weekend? No. Not a guys weekend guy. Mm-mm. Guys weekend guys are bored with whatever it is they're involved with, so they want a guys weekend. <laughs> with their lives. Yeah, that's interesting. Not their I lives, mean, the only with guys, their relationships. 
Well, sure. But then there's bachelor parties, and I feel like that's the exception. Like, you obviously have those types of weekends. In your 20s, there's a lot of those because all your friends are getting married. But it's not – you've got 12 guys trying to get into some place, and you can't even get in. Guys can't get in places. But there's also different kinds of guys trips. Like my dad, I mean, pre-pandemic, he had a guys trip once a year with like six guy friends and they would all go to this, this house and fish and like drink beer or whatever. Yeah, yeah no, I, uh-uh, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tubbs, look, you and I just realized that we are not guys weekend type of guys, so we should go on a weekend. <laughs> so you become those guys. I guess that would work. What about Robbie? I'd like for you to ask Robbie. Is he, does he go on guys weekends? No, he's not a guy's weekend kind of guy. He'll go, he does with his brother for like his birthday, his brother's birthday. He'll take him away for the weekend. I get that. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. like, but guys weekend guys. No. It's like my friends are like, hey, let's a bunch of us guys go play, insert sport. I'm like, no, not what I want to do. (laughs) Not a guy's go play with sports guys. No. But I don't think you find that shocking. If I were good at a sport, maybe I would do it. I don't think Still you scarred. would. Well, look, Tanaz, my roommate, tried to get me to go play pickup basketball all the time when I first moved to Burbank, and I had to make up every excuse not to <laughs> go. And I went once, and it was the worst experience ever. When you talk about embarrassing yourself as a new moving in person to the city uh-huh. with all the guys in the neighborhood. Oh, man. It'll keep you from going back to any guy's thing. You're scarred. I truly am. Mm-hmm. And every weekend, you want to play? I'm like, no, I don't. I, no, I can't. Why? Because I suck and I'm working. Yeah, and I'm working. <laughs> working. But I'm really just that I suck. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. It was so intense to watch the Rams play. Yesterday afternoon, because you just with NFL football, you just don't know to the last second where it's going to go. You it's know, so true. As it's, we've seen, thirteen it, seconds is too much time to make. No, I know, happen. I know, I know. <laughs> so many, so many, fi- so many great plays are made in the final minutes and seconds of a fourth quarter yeah. NFL game. That's right. So Matt Gay kicked a thirty-yarder with one forty-six remaining. Do you know how long 146 is? 146 is the length of that song from the anxiety minus 30 seconds. That's uh-huh. what that is. Yeah. <laughs> but in football, that is plenty of time for the 49ers to have done something had it yeah. not be intercepted. Yeah. So listen. Let me, I, I got to place this. just so exciting. I got to place some of this back. Here, listen. Garoppolo under pressure. Donald got there in the air. Intercepted by the Rams. And <laughs> Super Bowl on that. Oh, oh. <laughs> and they ride to the Super Bowl on that. Yeah, so Joe great. Buck is the only man that makes my hair stand on my arms. I know. I mean, he, <laughs> he has the power to make my hair, my forearm hair, stand up tall. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and then here it is. Listen to this. The win. One more snap. And the Rams are going to Super Bowl 56. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you know, because, so because it's the only sport I know, I'm really, I just, I get into the play calling. I'm with the, you. The, 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 the play action. I go mm-hmm. into, I get into the bootleg. I get into mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the five, six, four, three. I get into all of it. And, you know, 
This is the first time the Super Bowl has been in L.A. since 1993. Rams were last in the Super Bowl in 2018. Obviously, they lost to the Patriots, but the Rams had never won the Super Bowl as the Los Angeles Rams. Never. They won in St. Louis, but not as the L.A. Rams. And so Super Bowl 56, the day before Valentine's Day at SoFi, Rams and the Bengals. Congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals for their big win. I mean, that was an incredible game, too. That really was. So are we going to the game? I don't have tickets, and I will be shooting American Idol on that day. So I cannot go. But I will tell you this. They can't take enough cutaways of Sean McVay. They cannot no. shoot enough cutaways <laughs> of Sean McVay on the sidelines. What one of the youngest, if not the youngest, head coach to He's come 36. in. He's thirty six. He's thirty six. New new to our LA Rams. Mm-hmm. But he's got the magic power to motivate yeah. those players, call the plays, and make the wins. Yeah. You know, age Ugh. is just a number. And he's just getting started. He's mm-hmm. just getting started. Like this is just the beginning that's, of his career. That's Incredible. Now, we're going to have uh, Kevin Demoff come on. He is uh, not a Rams player, but he no. is the COO of the Rams. Just and as tr- good. Tr- tr- truly, I'm going through him to get to Sean McVay. Like, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, f- I'm going to flatter him right, 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 in right. hopes that he sends the message to Coach McVay that we would like to talk to him. You know, on the air about all of it. Now, I don't know. I mean, when, yeah. when when you're preparing for a Super Bowl, the coaches and the players, they may go into lockdown mode. They may be totally focused on this last game and not do a lot of talk yeah, on a local maybe. radio you know show. They, you know how they always have to do the interviews right after the game? Sean yeah. McVay was being interviewed last night, like in the press yeah. room, and yeah. he literally was telling the reporters, he's like, can you guys hurry up? Because I just want to get in there. Like, I want to get into the locker room and celebrate with the boys. He's like, we we look at one game at a time. We got one more to go. Can I leave? I know. But I'm very, very excited. And Matthew Stafford, unbelievable. Guy played in Detroit. I did a deep dive on him last night. UGA? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Did you get get that deep? Oh, yeah. I got that deep. This guy played in Detroit his whole career, never won a single playoff game. Just goes to show you the combination of teammates and coaches make the difference. Because he's the same it's guy. So true. Right? <laughs> he's the same guy. Yeah. He's the same guy. Same guy. <laughs> so, anyway, we are going to talk to the COO of the Rams as we get excited for the big game, Super Bowl 56, Sunday the 13th. That's going to be on NBC. Does that mean Al Michaels covers it? Would that Al be right, Michaels, Mark? and if I'm not mistaken, it'll be his last game. All right, so uh, listen, put the request into Amy uh, about Al Michaels, and let me see if we can – I'd like to talk – is it really going to be his, his last game? He's my best friend's boyfriend's dad. <laughs> okay, hold on. You're, you're really confused. Wait, what? He's your best friend's boyfriend's dad? Taj, Ooh. my best friend is their boyfriend's dad. <laughs> Wait, I, don't, I still don't understand. Sisney's best friend Taja has a boyfriend, and this man is her dad. Yeah, Al Michaels. Uh huh. Is Taja's dad? Boyfriend's dad. (laughs) Boyfriend's dad. It's not a bad tree. Uh, call me, please, Megan. Megan is uh, Megan Michaels. Is of the Michaels family. 
And uh, so I need to, because he's great too. Perfect. He's great. And to have him on for his last game. Anyway, mm-hmm. lots of excitement. Al's contract with NBC is up at the end of the season, but he's not going anywhere. You watch. He'll show oh, up there or somewhere okay. else. Call me Megan. Okay. Lots to do, so let's keep it moving. Hey, Tubbs, you got any circulation in here? You know? Oh. Can you turn on some air or something? Kick on a fan. Put a fan on it. It's like, what are you yeah. trying to do? Infrared sauna me out? Do you have a big banana leaf you can, you know, wave at Ryan? Yeah, do you have your, do you have your banana leaf you usually wear at the gym? Can you borrow that? Can I, I borrow that for it. like just a... All right, hold on. Hold on. Hey, Megan, it's Ryan Seacrest. Listen, we're just talking on the air about the Super Bowl. The Rams are gone, you know. I do know that. <laughs> and I think we're going to be shooting American Idol on location, right? So, yeah. So, meaning if I wanted to go work the game, I couldn't, right? <laughs> well, I mean, we are shooting the next day. But there's, oh, there's rehearsal the day before, so it would be very difficult for you All to right. do two places. So th- this is the power of the executive producer of American mm. Idol. She can literally just say no, and she did. Uh, hey, Al, <laughs> is Al covering the Super Bowl? Is he calling it? Yes, yes, he is. Is that going to be his last NBC game as we know it? I, I can neither confirm nor deny No, no, that. but at least of, of his contract. Um, that's known. I think that's public knowledge. It is, but you never know. It could change. No, but... <laughs> Would you do me the biggest favor since, remember at the Olympics when I bought him dinner? Yes. Um, and I know that he doesn't eat greens or vegetables and all that stuff? No, broccoli, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would he ever call in either this week or next leading up to the game? I can make a phone call. Oh, I would love it so much. And, you know, remind him it's me, you know. We work together at the it's closing me. ceremonies of the Olympics. Uh-huh. Your old pal, Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm putting in the formal request because uh, everybody loves him, and we want to talk about the big game in L.A. Totally done and done. And how, tell him I know how happy he is. He doesn't have to fly. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah, no, he, 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 he does not have to fly, so he'll be in a good mood. So tell him yeah. you're welcome, and we'd love to have him on. And go Rams, yeah. And go Rams. Okay, I'll see you soon. Bye. Okay, goodbye. So, yeah, that's his niece. Yeah, his niece. Love it. Okay, let's get into the deep dive you did. So it's L.A. Mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Let's compare the quarterbacks. Go for it. You did a deep dive, dive on it. Yeah, because this is the first time the Super Bowl is in L.A. since 1993, as you mentioned earlier. Um, just to put it in perspective, Joe Burrow wasn't even born yet. He was born in 1996. He's 25 years old. He's the quarterback for Cincinnati. The Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford, is yes. uh, 33, but his, birth- but his birthday is on February 7th, so he's actually going to be 34 for the big game, and this is his first year with the Rams. So they are both taken. From what I read, Joe Burrow has a girlfriend, Olivia, that he's been with since college at Ohio State, and Matthew Stafford has been married to his wife, Kelly, for almost seven years. They met over a decade ago in college. How cute is this scenario? He was the quarterback. She was the cheerleader at University of Georgia. Go dogs! The national champions! I How know! About that? So he, he may be the Super Bowl winner, and his school, his alma mater, just won the national championship. It would be a very great year for him and the family. They have four daughters. They had twins right out the gate. About a year later, they had another daughter, Sawyer, and then Hunter is three. They had twins, Chandler and Sawyer, who are four. Mm. Hunter is three, and Tyler is one. 
That is the cutest family photo that you sent me of them. Oh my gosh, how sweet. So, big game takes place the 13th. Who's performing? Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige. It's going to be incredible. Cool. Very exciting. I love that you did a deep dive on the QBs. That's great. I was just curious. Well, yeah, you're always curious to know a little bit, especially when you get to that level of the Super Bowl. You're always Mm -hmm. curious to know a little bit. There is rumors that Tom, as all this was going down, there was a rumor on Saturday that leaked that Tom Brady was retiring from the NFL after 22 seasons. But then another report came out that Brady told his bosses in Tampa he was not decided yet. So he must be considering it and talking to his inner circle. But the only person that will let us know if he's retiring is Tom Brady. That's right. Right. (laughs) Okay. All right, let's come back. Uh, Tell me something good is next. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. You want to do tell me something good here? It's Heather in North Hollywood. Heather in North Hollywood, thank you for listening to us right near my old stomping ground where we had our pad. We'd roll through North Hollywood to a couple spots there. (laughs) So tell us, um, my roommates and I, back back in the day, love it. So tell me, Noho, this morning, what's something good? Um, so my twins are a month old, Hunter and Nathan, and we booked a Super Bowl commercial. Wait, what? First of all, great cool. names. <laughs> oh, cute. What are we going to see you in? Um, so right now it's just on like the, the social media and the internet right now. Well, what product? But it's going to okay. be showing... Um, it's one of like the big formula companies. I can't say which one, but, oh, um, good. what, what formula, like Gerber? What is it? What no, a formula or like, like Enfamil or, uh, what's the other um, one? It's Enfamil. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Good, 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 good. Well, I thought you couldn't say. What happened? <laughs> we, we actually, um, I said it. Yeah. Uh, we actually shot it in the NICU, uh, me and my fiance and one of the nurses wow. filmed it. Am I gonna cry uh, in it? Is it a tearful one? Oh, it's. A, I definitely cried. It's a. It's a very really? tearful one. So you are in a Super it. Bowl commercial with your kids. Well, then tell us who wins the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't know yet, but <laughs> uh, my brother uh-huh. actually played college football for Iowa State, so he's really excited that his nephews are going to be in a Super Bowl commercial. I so get it's all it. been. Wait, I gotta ask yeah, you. How really did amazing. you? How did you decide to put your have your twins at one month old um do a commercial well um actually there was this lady that put a posting up looking for someone who was due in february and i was due on mm. february 10th that was my brother's oh, wow. birthday and when i had the twins i emailed her and she was like oh we want to book you right now and then um there's more actually infamil is going to be doing a follow-up with us too and, which never oh, this happened. could be this could be a franchise of commercials. Hunter and Nathan yeah. star in their entire grows up years. Yeah, so it's oh, like really Mikey, amazing life cereal. Yeah, well, that's yeah. awesome. So, Thank you very much for calling. We will look. For, we'll go look for that. And yeah. uh, very good cool. luck dealing with those two superstars. Thank you so much. All right, take care. <laughs> bye, Heather. Bye, bye. Sis, would you do bye. it? Oh, thousand percent. But not as a first time mom. I was too scared. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Uh, let's bring in Kevin DeMoff, Chief Operating Officer of the Rams 
Super Bowl 5-6 Sunday, February 13th on NBC. Tubbs, bring him in. He must he must still be celebrating that victory yesterday at SoFi Stadium. Kevin, how does it feel? Amazing. Uh, dream come true to be hosting and playing in a Super Bowl here in Los Angeles in the first year this stadium is open. From, you know, I, I think back, Ryan, to breakfast waffles five years ago and where yeah. we started to where we are now, and, and what an amazing journey. How about two back to, I mean, right, the NFC Championship in your own backyard, and then you don't have to travel. You don't have to go to a hotel. You don't. Maybe you're going to be in a hotel local, but you don't have to go to a different time zone. Right. It must be that must be psychologically a pro. It is psychologically a pro. I will say, I woke up to plenty of requests for tickets from uh, people I haven't seen in a while here in LA. So <laughs> um, th- there are pros and cons, I guess, to flying. But uh, this is going to be an amazing two weeks for our city, uh, just for our region. Um, there are a few things that galvanize Los Angeles like sports and. You know, to have one game, you know, the first Super Bowl here in 30 years uh, and have the Rams be in it. Uh, I could not be more excited for our city, our fans and our players. My man, Matthew Stafford, a fellow UGA alumni. So I'm very excited about that. His team and my team, the University of Georgia Bulldogs, won the national championship. And now he's playing in the Super Bowl. Pretty cool. Hey, hey I mean, you got a full Sony Michelle, Matthew Stafford, three coaches from Georgia. I mean, we Leonard Floyd. I think we have more bulldogs than anything. So oh, maybe that's the that's the secret formula, I guess. So t- walk us through, Kevin, who's the chief operating officer of the Rams, walk us through really the details of what happens now. You got the win. I heard Coach McVay say, look, we got one more. We got one more. We got another one coming. Walk us through what that preparation looks like and what that focus looks like for the Super Bowl. Well, I think the, the great thing is you said we're home, right? So yeah. we don't have to leave our – practice facility the nfc team hotel is our team hotel so you know we will get as normal a week as we can next week as we get ready to to play and practice really what it starts with now is setting up for the organization for our fans how you get to go to the super bowl what super bowl tickets look like we'll have a super bowl ticket lottery for our season ticket members in the coming days you know and it's just starting to deal with requests and party plans and everything that goes into a super bowl the difference is we don't have to fly yeah, you know, 200 members of our staff plus their families to Atlanta uh, like we did last time. We get to welcome it here. So uh, we have a meeting in an hour to start to go through all the details of our staff. We actually, you know, the amazing thing, becoming the first team to host a championship game and a Super Bowl. We knew the work had to start last week. So there was, you know, a select group that was working on the Super Bowl all of last week. And last night, as soon as we left SoFi Stadium, it was like, oh, so you, had a, you, you were dual yeah. tracking the preparation. Yeah have to like as yeah. much as you want to be superstitious and I don't want to talk about this and yeah, but you know, it's impossible to, to flip a switch and, and host the biggest game, you know, in the world and playing it and take care of all of your stakeholders. And so, you know, for us to do it right as an organization, we started that planning, but uh, it would have sucked to look at that inbox this morning. It had it gone the other way. Yeah. No kidding. Now coach McVay going to be there. No, he, I think he's on Bengals film right now. So we'll, right. we'll take care of all of it for Listen. him. So, Tell we'll have him, a meeting with the players and coaches tonight to walk them through everything. But you tell Coach McVeigh, mm. my new obsession. You know, his, his Marist High School and my Dunwoody High School were minutes apart from each other in Atlanta. You tell him that my obsession with him. I, I talked about Coach McVeigh and, and, you know, what, what special sauce he has. But I love watching him coach the game. For me, I love watching the players 
And then I love watching them cut away to him and his intensity coaching the game. So he's become my new obsession. <laughs> I'm sure he'll take that. Um, yeah, well, look, he's been my obsession for five years. So, so we what, can what is it? What, 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 it, what does he ha- like? He's, I mean, everybody makes a, a big deal out. He's the young coach and he's 36 and all. Mm-hmm. What does he have? What does he do that in the short amount of time he's been in LA, he's brought the Rams to the Super Bowl twice? He is the most skilled communicator I've ever been around. Um, he has a way to connect with every person in the organization from, you know, Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald to coaches, to staff, down to custodians and ticket sellers. He has a unique gift to, to connect with you on a human level, to make you feel like you're the most important person in the room. He listens. Um, and, and look, I always joke with, with millennials, that's not always the easiest thing. So <laughs> right. you, know, you, get a, you get a millennial coach who, who just understands. He, he's grown up around the game. Uh, he has you know, an unbelievable heart. He treats people well. Yeah. Um, he believes in doing the right thing. And watching him in the game yesterday, you know, it's hard to say you watch someone grow when this is his second Super Bowl in five years. He's the winningest coach in NFL history, you know, or at least the last 50 years in win percentage. But you saw his patience and calling the game and rallying the team and finding a way to come back from double digits in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think that's his growth, but uh, there's no one else I'd rather have coach Los Angeles Rams. So when do you think he comes to you and says, hey, bro, I'm ready for my raise? <laughs> uh, ho- hopefully on a podium in two weeks. Because yeah. I, 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 I think I, I was reading about he's doing very well. I was reading about it this morning. But I got to think he's coming to you soon to say, my man, let's go. Right. We, we got there twice. We won this one. What do I get out of it? And what is, is that the way it works in show business, Ron? <laughs> you guys are in show business. It's the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, no, I uh, look, the, the great part about all of this from an organizational perspective is all 251 staff members in our building deserve a raise today. Yeah. You know, this takes a village to put on an NFC championship, to put on a Super Bowl, to oh, get awesome. here um, mm-hmm. twice in four years. Uh, but this is a completely different team when you look at it. I think we have 20 new starters from the team that went, you know, in Atlanta and, you know, having SoFi Stadium be open having our fans be able to be part of it yesterday. They were unbelievable. You know, hearing the 49ers say in the post-game press conference that part of their problem in the fourth quarter is they couldn't hear and communicate. Mm. Uh, mm. Such a great mm. testament to what Los Angeles has built. And, you know, this is an amazing, amazing opportunity for our city. So all 251 people deserve a raise. But we'll, we'll start by giving them Super Bowl tickets, and then we'll go from there. Isn't COO the person in charge of signing those checks? <laughs> And negotiating those checks too. So it's, uh, <laughs> you you uh, well, get in the bag. <laughs> Kevin, great to have you on. Congratulations. Please send our congrats to the team. Tell Coach McVeigh that uh, we really love watching and put on a good show, and we can't wait to see him win the Super Bowl with that entire team. I will tell him that you are his new obsession. So yeah, and so when he has a when he has a minute, give me a call. I'm standing by. I'm on for five hey. hours a day. We got to check in. Awesome. Take care. All right, buddy. Thank you. Bye bye. Enjoy. See you later. Yeah, CEO, I think, is exact directly in charge of signing okay. all the checks. Right. So oh, Coach McVeigh watching the tape already. Already watching oh, no, no, Bengals no. tape. He's watching Bengals tape right now. That's what I'm like, wow, that's intense. Yeah, oh, like, how I much bet, do you watch? He's focused. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. 
that's going to do it for us. So coming up tomorrow, we have a second date update. They met on Hinge and went out, and things were looking pretty promising until not, <laughs> which is where we're going to come in. Also, we start paying your bills again at 610. Have a good one, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.